0: hi and welcome back to the flash flash cast this is our inaugural episode of 2017 and the gang is back together joining me tonight are tony Sindelar. hi and mose phil moselag
1: hey hey
0: and I am, as always, Lisa Schmeiser. So this is the first episode that has aired since the the winter finale, as they call it, also known as like winter break, basically between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and um. All of us were just sitting here saying we only watched the episode once because it aired less than 24 hours ago. But we're going to go ahead and talk about it and get this thing out into the world anyway. I thought what we'd do tonight is we'd start with the Flash Flash cast. We would, excuse me, no, the the Flash the Flash Recap. We would then move on to um, I'm No Scientician to see if that's a thing that we need to do. Um, what's Up with Draco Malfoy, also known as Julian. Yeah. And um, then we can do a little talk about time travel and... How ridiculous it's gotten with this show! Shall we?
2: I'm let's, ready. Let's do it.
0: All right. Does do one of you, Does one of you want to count me down on the uh, on the recap, or shall I go ahead? and... On the flash uh...
1: flashcast timer.
0: Yes. Yes. I assume it's I assume it's like a a, 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 a flash shaped uh, what do they called? hourglass, but I could be wrong.
2: With lightning. All right, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to count <laughs> you down. <laughs> It's going to be time going uh, mm-hmm. to turn around this really is, quick. This is, this is horrible. No, no, it's going to be great. Everything's fine. Everything's totally <laughs> under control. I don't have my How phone, you? but we're ready. Five, four, three, two, one, go.
0: Kid Flash has come out in public as Kid Flash. He gets a big moment tonight where uh, Central City is thrilled to discover that Flash also has, now has a, a partner who runs around in a fly yellow suit and is really psyched about fighting crime, which is something that Barry is not so much psyched about. You can't blame him because he keeps having nightmares about how Savitar is going to kill his um, girlfriend. He finally tells Iris about this. Iris promptly t- decides not to tell her dad because we all know what happens on a CW show when open on honest communication is involved it means you shorten the season from 23 episodes to 13 we can't have that um also there's some d string villain who is who basically functions to get wally out there julian joins the team because he and caitlin connect on a whole we're misunderstood and lonely type of level cisco uh, vibes into the future and the team comes up with a roadmap for trying to prevent iris's murder also there's a possibility that harry is going to get yanked back to his own dimension but that happens in the stinger
2: just under a minute. Very nicely done. Well, oh. that was strong.
0: Okay. Very yeah, strong. Yeah, no, that was good.
2: I think you, you know, you went into very good level of detail. Uh, you pointed mm-hmm. out lots of important things. I mean, we you got to talk about how secrets work on CW shows, which is they don't yeah. work. Yeah. That's
0: that's it's such a bad idea. Like, <laughs> let,
2: let's have a meeting to keep track of our c i I just I wonder like. The Outlook calendar management and, like, how do you keep track of who's invited to which meeting based on secrets? Like, at some point, you're going to accidentally invite somebody to the secret meeting to discuss a secret that they're not supposed to know. Uh, just, the yeah. team is unwieldy in size at this point. It's, it's, and if
1: you're going to yeah. have an argument, know that someone's yeah. going to walk in and it's going to get uncomfortable real quick.
0: Yeah, exactly. So so clearly the answer is to have your arguments over text so that nobody can walk in and just see you furiously pounding away at your phone. <laughs> But the other thing is, is, perhaps let Joe know, let Joe know that this is coming so he can be part of the team, because otherwise it's just going to get weird with everybody tiptoeing around him, and he's not going to take it well. I w- no one would take it well if their kid was like, well, I'm going to die in two and a half months, and my friends and I have a half-witted Scooby-style plan to alter time, <laughs> because that has clearly worked out so well. And, um, you know, but we're sure it's going to work this time, and Dad, it's all cool, okay. Which, um. Brings me to another really um, weird thing about this episode, something that stood out for me, is um, Iris handles the news of her impending death with a lot more chill than almost anyone else. And she's like, well, you know, we'll we'll deal, it happens, let's just not tell my dad for a while and and, put our heads together about it. Like... I don't understand how she's so calm. You know, they, they've
2: seen a lot of things in Central City, like <laughs> yeah. a portal that we still don't totally. Un- like, they got invaded by aliens like two weeks ago. True. Like, yeah. I I, you know, honestly, presumably, every second that they are not on screen during an episode is spent in therapy. Um, because so, <laughs> they've got <laughs> they've got a lot to unpack, and I don't just mean busy at, processing at house, things. <laughs> you know, they just. There's, yeah, I mean, they have been put in a lot of life or death situations again and again. And what's one that's not even going to happen yet? So,
0: yeah. So maybe they're like, well, you never know. Barry could decide to go back in time again, and next thing you know, we're all on a planet with talking apes. But that I think
2: it happened. You know, you you've pointed out there's there's I think there's a lot of gristle for us to chew in this episode. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we love this episode. I, I suspect maybe not. But I think we we have some stuff to uh, to chew apart. So uh, to process. What, well, have we jumped we the
1: shark? Say? I mean, because Iris and Barry technically did it three nights in a row, apparently,
3: mm.
1: and then was given a picture but at the homecoming of them it. going to school together, which was gross. Yeah, a, cr- but a
2: creepy, creepy picture that yeah, reminds you that they're almost yeah. siblings. Uh-oh. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh.
2: Yeah, classic well, weird dad move. Um, so
0: yeah, that is. True. <laughs> so as as somebody points out in the incomparable Slack, Barry sort of decorated their apartment so it looks like a bunch of thirty eight year olds live there, <laughs> but <laughs> with like the candles. And yeah, all that all apartment looks and-
2: like more majestic with a- each additional shot that they show it. Like it keeps getting bigger. Like there was a shot where they go to yeah. let people <laughs> in and there are stairs, and I was like, "There's a floor
0: that we're not even seeing."
2: This, this I yeah. you know.
0: I know. Like what kind of loft? I thought the whole point to a loft. was was it was basically like one space and maybe you had like a set of stairs up to a sleeping area that was like roughed in plywood on top of two by fours or something (laughs) like it's supposed to be this rustic unfinished space and instead barry was like the pottery bar and i zipped over (sighs) and sit back when no one was looking and i was like you guys are young enough to really be into like cb2 yeah there should be
1: concrete um slab shelves with Mm. cds on it
2: they have a lot yeah. of knickknacks like and i was like yeah. where did you guys get this you guys both lived with your parents you didn't have any possessions like, you guys should just and have, what like, do they do like, for s-
1: jobs come on
2: like some milk you guys should just have milk crates with your stuff and like some posters that you took off your dorm wall and rolled up in a corner for like 4 days uh yeah i, I don't yeah. know where they got all this stuff um,
0: yeah it's 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 the knickknacks that get me because yes. knickknacks are a thing that sort of happen th- th- they're like a can't thing that happens to you. So. Well, it's the thing that happens to you in your thirties, like along with the inability to get really drunk anymore, and and you know, like the the beginning of lines around your eyes. Are those, are those eyes. linked in
2: some way that I don't understand yet? So,
0: I, they the... must be. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's drunk it's with just...
1: consequences. Then you start learning there's a consequence to your action. Gotcha. So,
0: yeah, oh. no, it's just it was bananas, and uh, but you know, we're snorking. I think we're dancing around the whole apartment thing. Look, the actors, Grant Gustin and Candace Patton, have crazy good chemistry. They really do. Like, they make a good... I've come around... They have a lovely lived-in, we-really-dig-each-other kind of chemistry that I like. And it's nice to watch as opposed to uh, when they were trying to make Barry and Patty happen last year. Or um, even Eddie and Iris... That always felt a little weird. Like we were like, oh, it was like it was like the writers had taken two Barbie dolls and mashed them together. All going now kiss, now kiss. <laughs> but so I, I like the chemistry. I'm pulling for the relationship. But at this point, what does Iris do except act as like a plot accelerant? Um, they, I, I still feel like the writers haven't done well by her. The only reason we care about her death is because we're like, oh, it's another death that Barry can brood over. Like we don't really have a sense where we would feel her loss in terms of either the ensemble or simply for her own sake, which um, I would add is a contrast to how some some of the deaths on Arrow have felt. And I just, I feel like, all the mistakes they've made in characterizing Iris through seasons one and two have finally come home to roost because the stakes, like, everyone should be running around with their heads cut off. Oh, holy crap, she's gonna die, we have to fix this. And everyone's like, well, time travel is tricky, especially as you go in the future, but Cisco can vibe us there and we'll see what's going on. And we have all this list of problems to solve. And I thought about it and I was like, well, that, that sort of. Literally what they could do is they could just have Cisco ceaselessly vibe into the future to see what's changed. Okay, what happens if you tweak this? Okay, what if you tweak it back? Um It I feel like Cisco's vibing forecasts plus um Barry's time traveling ability, they sort of there should be a lot more manipulation of space and time, and these yeah. guys are like, well, we'll just kinda of monkey little I, bit.
2: I mean, I can only assume that we're gonna <laughs> learn somewhere. I mean so first of all, is like I thought the whole point of this whole season was that you can't just change the timeline without big repercussions, right? Like when yeah. when mm-hmm. is time travel okay? It, it's it's confusing season break. to me. Yeah, it's very confusing <laughs> to me when time travel is good and when it is bad. Uh because I feel like they keep kind of going back and forth um because it seems like yeah and and I don't know maybe they're going to find out real soon that they can't do what they're they're planning to do and they have to do something else. Because uh, it seems yeah. like the show is kind of broken if it's like, oh yeah, we can just vibe into the future whenever we want now, and yeah, and then well, adjust. That's, that's
0: the thing that gets me is is if you if you have this for, you have this predictive and forecasting ability, um, unless somebody say comes back from the future mm-hmm. and says Cisco, every time you do that, you split off an alternate timeline. So you're inadvertently stop. creating, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've created sixteen alternate futures, and they're all colliding and collapsing on one another, like. Mm-hmm. If you could show that alternate timelines, like, collide into each other and there's damage to all of them, or, you know, people in one timeline meet their alternate another and it's a big old sliding doors moment.
2: Let's say Head, head cannon, uh, he can only do it for moments of great significance, right? So yeah. he can vibe mm-hmm. forward and see a possible future in which Iris dies, but he can't vibe forward and see, like, what Barry's going to have to deal with next week for the villain, right? So right, maybe yeah. they'll, maybe they'll drop something like that in, or, you know, maybe it's going to be like Gideon and we just never mentioned it again. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, it's as much as I appreciate what they're clearly trying to show is, oh, it's the creativity of the team. They finally figured out how to strategically deploy some of this stuff, you know, hooray. Um, Again, it doesn't make sense because you have somebody who can literally change time simply by running around and altering things. And he is now paired up with somebody who can literally forecast time. Mm-hmm. So that is that is huge. And um, I, I, I feel like they're I feel like they're kind of failing to to, to convey what a big flipping deal it yeah, is. Yeah, well, um, it's, an, it's an
1: advantage without any kind of real repercussion. I mean, well, if this is what we're going to do, we're just going to get in the double chairs every week. I would seriously say, please don't let that happen.
2: Mm-hmm. Unless they mm-hmm. do it like real quick as like a montage <laughs> or something. <laughs> right? I mean, maybe I guess I guess, and I feel like we're the time travel is very frustrating in the CW because it oh. seems like there's yeah. not rules when it's inconvenient. And I mean, that is a, a hallmark of good time travel fiction is that there are rules. Um and that you understand what they are, and the rules, and stakes and set up for how things have to work. I mean, maybe the yeah. maybe the way that you explain this away, which is not very mm-hmm. satisfying, is Barry accidentally time traveled into the future and saw that vision or saw that scene with Iris, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, that was a mistake, and that was bad, and doing that is is a problem, and he should he sh- he should avoid. He's been told to avoid time travel in general, right? Mm-hmm. I guess maybe vibing into that one place that he saw through cisco is not bad uh until we find out later that it is but like that's their only their only path into the future is like seeing what that is and i don't know maybe cisco can't maybe cisco only has the energy to vibe every six months or something like that
1: that would make sense
0: yes if you could put either limits or consequences in there that would be super helpful
2: you know speaking of limits and consequences um we got a bunch with uh caitlin this week with yeah. the reminder that her power still turns her evil, which I don't understand either. Um, like I thought, no. like maybe we'll just brush that under the rug and not worry about that. It's so like, nope, that's still a thing. Let's bring that back and remind you how that works. Also, the the bracelets that she uses to keep that under control. Let's not worry too much about how well those work. <laughs>
1: uh so, you know what? I so have so a scientistian moment.
0: About, so. so
1: uh-huh. Uh The scientist mo- 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 moment is this, coming close to, closer to the end, that uh-huh. Julian, Johnny Britton himself, is that of uh, Nikolai Tesla. He's invented both a wireless power generator that transfers power. I mean, this is something we've all been wanting for a long time. And mm-hmm. this metahuman uh, expert he also knows how to convert uh, metahumans, apparently, back to their original form, which I was not aware of. I'm, I'm kind of amazed by it. But he did invent wireless power uh, this episode, which was absolutely stellarific mm-hmm. and very um, discreet.
0: So like, so like a superhero Wi-Fi is what he did? Uh,
1: but, mm, <laughs> a, well, a
0: metahuman Wi-Fi?
1: All I'm saying is the fashion this year is light-up jewelry. Mm. You'll see uh, it coming I, so down the line. Here's
0: So here's here's my worry. Here's my big concern is first of all, I like the groundwork that they're they're doing between Cisco and Caitlin. I like that the writers have actually made Caitlin the person who is most consistently empathetic with everybody. Like she connects really well because she's able to help people put their feelings into words and help them frame their own internal conflicts and help them walk through it. We've seen her do it with Cisco, we've seen her do it with Iris we've seen her do it with Barry. Um she may or may not have had these discussions with any one of Tom Cavanaugh's characters. Um I think she's had them with Jesse Quick at points too. And now she's having it with Julian where they talk and they connect and and you know, he's now part he's now part of the Scooby gang. Hooray. So here is my big worry is she and julian will become romantically involved oh no she will kill her she will kill her frost out somehow and he will die because her boyfriends are like the drummers in spinal tap they just (laughs) die every season whoever caitlin sets her cap on will become evil or will die somehow. you
2: know we, they probably don't have a long multi-season uh, arc for that actor so you know it's, you know if you gotta get killed you might as well get killed by killer frost um
0: i wish uh, they would though because he's a nice adi- yeah. he's a nice addition to the team i i like he's got the actor himself has a lovely, astringent delivery mm-hmm. and a decent presence. And unlike the uh, comparatively sunny and um, and uncomplicated natures of everybody else, and I'm including Sisko, who, even brooding Sisko a fairly simple and straightforward kind of guy. Like, you get the sense that Julian is kind of a, a, a corkscrew personality. And mm-hmm. I like it. I like him. I'd like to see him stick well, around. character just actually
1: the... seems to have some sort of, uh, not rules, but he's got boundaries mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. that... His this character does and does not do and tolerate.
0: Yeah, he has a code. Yes, man's
1: got to have a code. Yeah, he also had the best line of the episode. So, yeah,
0: Yeah. my
2: my last team was murdered by Savitar. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I admire. They're like, we'll have to work on your small talk. (laughs) (laughs) So, I like Julian. I I had rolled my eyes at him at the beginning of this year, but um, his his character has grown on me and so is the characterization i think i think tom felton is kind of a tricky thespian because he tends to get called on to play like the weaselly the the weaselly toady type a lot or or the bully um you know there was this Planet of the apes thing where he's a monkey torturer Uh, (laughs) it's not um, something you
2: want on your resume so yeah but
0: he's he's he you know he's doing good mature work here and um i like i like watching him And I think, once again, it's kind of a shame that a dude who maybe one season is out and out is given more more depth and complexity and interesting stuff to do than Iris, who has been there for three seasons. This show has a huge Iris problem. Um, so at this point, the only reason I care about her death is because like if one more person in Barry's life gets murdered because Barry happens to be the Flash, like he's going to go full on emo and that will be just, no, no one wants to see an emo speedster. The eyeliner runs. It's, it's terrible.
1: Well, you know, that brings me up to a, to a interesting point is like, you know, some of these, Mm -hmm. the, the four banger, uh, quadrilogy that we saw, Mm -hmm. Barry is talking from the future. So I'm almost wondering, mm-hmm. are we going to see him make a big sprint, you know, at maybe the end of the, even this season um, and living in the future, and that's why he disappears? I don't know. I mean, could Kid Flash carry half a season or three episodes? Uh, I think so. Maybe?
0: Yeah. I think so. Uh, I think... So. it's a, Look, it's a strong ensemble for all of my grousing about Iris. Um, one of the things this the 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 ensemble's chemistry is phenomenal, especially when they have a Tom Kavanaugh esque character. And if Barry were to disappear for some reason, that's a great that's that would be a great reason to bring back um, Harry from Earth Alpha or Earth Beta or whatever we're calling mm-hmm. it this and week. And Flash Dad and, and, and Jesse, yeah, and Flash. You would, can bring it, in Flash Dad. That
2: would be great if Barry disappeared for a while. They had to unite the Dad Council and figure out how they're going to keep things <laughs> out together. Council yeah.
3: Dad,
0: then, you know, so you. You unite the, You unite the Council of Dads, and then Wally clearly mm-hmm. you know calls for Jesse quick to come spot him because he 's used to working with a partner and mm-hmm. there's a growth arc for Wally there too and um, that- it would actually be a really organic way to bring in a crossover because Oliver can come in and talk about what happens when you lose a team member and how you work around it or what have you, and then he can go brood on his own show and you know who knows legends of tomorrow like Captain Cold stops, and he 's like all visibly shaken for a minute, and that 's a moment and And, you know, there's a lot of potential if you, again, Grant Gustin is is really charismatic and lights up the screen and he's the beating heart of the show, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, the show is strong enough where it it could move around him. Yeah.
2: And Team Flash is like, that was the big thing that struck me in this episode is like, kind of how big and sometimes fun and sometimes unwieldy like Team Flash is now mm-hmm. that they have, they have Kid Flash and they have HR and they have that they've now have Julian as part of the team, like just the meeting where they're like, we're not going to tell Joe and it's like there's six people at this meeting, <laughs> you know, like there's, there's a lot of people on your team who who are in on the secret and your secret is not, you know, known to the whole team. Uh, they, they've got a lot of people there uh, to use. Uh, I think it would be cool to have yeah. Barry disappear yeah. for three three episodes or something like that. I feel like unfortunately this show is never going to give us something like that. I I just I, I will always feel burned by that thing where like Barry like got his back broken and we're like oh this is going to be like a big thing and it's like twenty five minutes later he's fine. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I know. We I know really yeah I, we had I don't know what's um,
0: going on where they're afraid to sideline. Barry. Yeah, I don't know what they're what's going on where they're afraid to sideline Barry or to have too many lasting consequences, but um. I, that this show is really comfortable with stasis ironic since it's about someone who goes really fast um but this show is really comfortable with stasis and the status quo and when you think about it the only things that have really changed since season one are that the team is a little a little me only a little wary of of people who look like tom cavanaugh like at this point they're just like oh okay whatever novelist guy and um you know but they're still basically this they're they're they family and they have friends and and um not a whole lot else has changed, which is um, both good and bad.
1: Hey, let me and, let me but, slip into but, the timeline real quick because I need to ask you both if you <laughs> saw the same thing I did, and, and it makes perfect sense now. Um, it does. Mm-hmm. Is, is plunder's weapon? And by the way, plunder. Does anybody know if that's is that real or is that completely made up?
2: He's from the comics. He's oh, not a, ma- a major. I mean, they, they borrow okay. lots of minor characters from the comics. Okay. You know? But, yeah.
1: Plunder, but he- so, Plunder... So
0: the heat... See- but you're asking about the heat-seeking bullets in his gun?
1: You got it. Is that the one that mm-hmm. HR has in his hands uh, I don't in the know. second yeah. I, timeline? I, is it? I I don't know. I, I tried to look. I was given
0: the. I was under the impression it kind of... I was into the impression it kind of was, and that getting the gun was something that actually helped nudge them towards the timeline with HR.
2: So do you think maybe we um, pop, maybe they do like a quick uh, vibe into the future every week or so, and like the scene where Savitar is there, like there's it just starts being more and more of the Flash's allies, right? Instead of it just being Barry and Savitar, it's yeah. it's Kid Flash and HR up on the rooftop with the gun. And Jesse Quick and thirty, yeah. or if going uh, 30 by Central this, City yeah. Police. Or if going by the stinger, gun, we gun see that drunk.
0: somebody's Yeah. Or if we go by the Stinger, we see that um somebody's apparently hunting for HR. Yeah. And he might get dragged back to his own dimension. Um one thing I do want to talk about, and I think it's because I now have the rule that I never trusted Tom Cavanaugh character on this show until like the the second to last episode of the season. But when they had the- the the um conversation and and he just happens to have a novel where somebody travels forward to prevent his own murder, and then h r happens to say that no matter how hard you try to sidestep your destiny you 're going to run into it
1: Ooh.
0: there is a reason we have that conversation, especially um when the whole rest of the episode is about how do we avoid Iris getting killed by Savitar and how can we have Cisco keep, you know, tuning into the future. And so now I'm wondering, um, who is HR really? Why is he there? What does he have to do with both Flashpoint and um, the, the upcoming Savitar murder? Those are because...
1: 'Cause yeah, you're right. I don't bank on that he's as goofy it. as as he's as he's claimed and and acted as. It seems like there's something mm. more, and especially even that conversation with him and Cisco, you know, it's like, you know, maybe I'm not destined for greatness. You know, it's like this kind of schlub who's been able to kind of pull the wool over people's eyes long enough and here he has this opportunity yeah. to be a good guy, but maybe on Earth thirty six, wherever he's from uh, he's actually he actually was kind of booted out by his partner.
0: Either that, or we've never heard what happened to the Barry Allen on that world.
2: Assuming there's, mm. yeah. You, so you're, you're still you're yeah. still waiting for the the dark dark past shoe to drop. Um.
0: I'm I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop on this guy. See, I think I am sold between the face change tech between the face change technology the mention of the partner in multiple Mm -hmm. contexts the novel that he's written about somebody who goes forward in time to try to prevent a murder and ends up with it anyway i feel like there's entirely uh, the writers are dropping a lot of clues where we're Mm
3: -hmm.
0: where the idea is that this guy is um this guy is not a straightforward operator and the question the questions i have are What is he withholding from everybody? What is his real motivation? What are the consequences going to be? (laughs) Um,
2: I think we're going to get answers, or at least hints, toward a lot of those questions in the next episode based on the very last scene of this one with the Mm -hmm. dimension-hopping bounty hunter? Law enforcement? Is she 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 going to be an ally? ally? I she, I don't think you, you like show really... up with a face on a ho- like that's like you know yeah. she's got the the future tech version of a wanted poster in her hand right um, yeah so so there's just yeah Ominous.
0: I I I I find it really funny that every season it's it's Tom Kavanaugh plays that guy you can't trust
2: yeah <laughs> see <laughs> or I think. Some very- I I think I'm sold on him just being like the kind of not so great con man uh wannabe mm-hmm. CEO type. I I don't they they laid it on pretty thick in this episode. I mean, there's yeah. the speech he gave at the housewarming and he's holding the stupid mm-hmm. drumstick that he's always playing with now and he arrived and gave him a turtle because that's a tradition on their planet and the the thing where he set up the the lousy museum and even the scene earlier in that where he's he's on the Segway and, like, lecturing them from the Segway, which gave me a lot of flashbacks to Job on Arrested Development. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I,
3: I have a hard time
2: taking him sin- seriously as anything uh, truly sinister. He may have done some bad things, but he seems he seems almost too inept to have done anything truly bad.
0: Um, you know, they used to say that about the guy who hosted The Apprentice.
2: <laughs> wow,
1: oh, topical. Gosh. Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> again we, we, we are just, in flashpoint and uh but well are we talking about
2: ahead. uh which yeah which direction of the timeline are you talking about
0: uh yeah, you know, yeah. so <laughs> so, so no my my point my point is my point is is that um buffoonery can be a carefully yes. crafted act okay um but maybe that's, that, that, be, maybe that's that maybe that's
1: always intrinsic of harrison wells in any earth yeah. there's there that he's, he's like not a backstabbing
0: he's, weasel like that's his yes, thing. <laughs> yes yes
1: yes <laughs>
2: But you're <laughs> you, so you're 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 waiting for the scene where like the act drops and he, he is no yeah. longer the the caffeine guzzling uh, buffoon and he yeah. you know, he snaps the he snaps his uh, little drumstick in half and says you've been fooled all along uh, or he and, snaps you know, the drumstick in escaping. half. And there's like some sort of laser. This baton was just or an, an elaborate stock manipulation scheme for my earth. Uh, yeah, and no, he,
1: he's escaping. Thing. He's escaping from something yeah. that like that. I think it was an accidental death.
0: Okay. Like, so he maybe... he accidentally killed his partner, maybe?
1: I'd buy that. So, so so he has some kind of past that he's
2: running from. But, see, I, no, I, I think thing, it would be, yeah. I guess, kind of boring if he is the cold-calculating uh, lizard-brain, uh, you know, supervillain. But I would be willing yeah. to b- believe that he has a past that he is on the run from. Because, uh, I mean, yeah. he left his entire dimension, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have a lease, you don't have a car, um, like, yeah. you know?
1: And your identity here isn't exactly savory
2: yeah i mean yeah i'll sure on this world you're you're uh it's you your wells is you know a a wanted killer, but you know i'll I'll just change my face it's not a problem it's better than where i'm from so um i don't know I think we're gonna learn a lot next time um yeah
0: i like i said i don't i don't trust this character i think we've been set up to not trust him though but um and given that this entire season has been about time travel and its repercussions and either avoiding outcomes or um basically avoiding outcomes that's been the whole theme with, but Barry, you can't avoid you, Barry, you can't avoid consequences, Barry, you can't avoid some things blah 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 and i I feel like this dude is especially the the time traveling novel's a bit too on the nose. I really feel like this guy is keeping stuff from us, and um it is. No accident that he's like, I will hide inside this place with you, my science nerds, just, you know, keep giving me coffee. And um, in return, I will bring you turtles and drumsticks. So, so And he
1: drinks so, yeah. an enormous amount of coffee, which those coffee dialogue planet, scenes were right? in, yeah, were incredible. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, that's all right. I'll yeah. double down. I mean, it was just...
0: So I was not much of a coffee person because we had a French press and then my office closed down. I'm working at home now. It's great. But my office closed down and I got the office Keurig and um being able to just make coffee on tap now without a whole lot of mess in like under a few minutes has completely changed my coffee consumption and now i completely get what this guy is i will tell you
2: let me i will tell you a story of tony's past uh, when uh-huh. I was a, a college student, I had a job uh, that where, uh-huh. you know, I was the lowest ranked employee, and I would be sent to fetch coffee all the time from other employees. Mm-hmm. And the other employees mm-hmm. usually were, you know, they, some of them would be demeaning mm-hmm. about it. It was like part of my job, and they'd make me go do it. But usually, the nicer ones would at least hand me money to go and buy coffee. But there would be times right. where I would be sent on six or seven coffee runs a day. So I was drinking six or seven cups of coffee a day, and it was awesome. <laughs> It is that's awesome, that's a story. isn't it? See? Yeah, no,
0: I mean that is a lot of. uh. I mean, presumably,
2: presumably, I'm going to die several years earlier, but it was awesome, and I'll never take it back. So,
0: yeah, yeah, no, it's um, I I have found that I have to, <laughs> and this is really sad. I have to be like, okay, I'm allowed to have the first cup at seven thirty in the morning. I'm allowed to have my last cup at two in the afternoon.
2: <laughs> but if you had just moved here from a dimension where there was no coffee. And you had this? No, it would
0: be all I would be like sleep is sleep is in every dimension. I can have all the all of the coffee. Bring it to me. It would be like that episode of Futurama where a frog gets a a taste. Yeah, but like Tom
1: Cavanaugh is so good. I mean, he's literally so good at those conversations. You know, he's completely Mm -hmm. like in the peak zone of his coffee burn and uh, like it's just Mm -hmm. great conversations. He is Way yeah. faster than anybody, even The Flash.
0: I, I, I kind of want to see season four, the whichever iteration of Harrison Wells they get next year. I kind of want him to be like this really toast cardigan-wearing dad figure where like you want the, the everybody, latin
2: teacher harrison wells so
0: everybody just kind of you know, like he's super slow and super deliberate and super calm and super chill and just mild and and almost like mr rogers and everybody like for the for, for all of the season just keeps waiting for for you know the evil shoe to drop I just feel like we all need a break and, and Tom Kavanaugh should just have a season where he, he wears like a lovely little cardigan and maybe a pair of lace-up sneakers and, and always has like a glass of milk in his hand and just, went, you know, comes in and puts a sh- hand on Cisco's shoulder. Well, son, maybe if you looked at it this way. And Cisco's like, you're right. And, you know, maybe he explains something to Joe using puppets.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, my gosh. I, I would, like, I would pay good money all. to see him, <laughs>
2: you
0: know.
1: Let's just do a spin-off show with just Harrison.
2: <laughs> I would watch a show that was basically Mr. Wizard, but with Harrison Wells, yeah. with a rotating yeah. cast of Harrison Wells. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh,
1: how good would that be? That would yeah. be like Tom Cavanaugh's, like, launch point.
0: Yeah. Tom Cavanaugh Variety Hour, almost. It would be great. <laughs> but I just, I, I am so tired of... Of of nervous energy Harrison Wells. Let's just get a Harrison Wells who's very, you know, hi boys and girls. <laughs> Boy, Wally, you sure look hungry. Have some protein. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I I brought you a peanut butter sandwich and a glass of milk. <laughs> it would just be so nice to have, have, have that have that kind of energy for a few episodes mm-hmm. and, and just see how, how badly it words everybody
1: out. <laughs> oh, by the way, speaking of Wally. Now, I'm going uh-huh. to tell you something. Now, once you start to see this, and you're going to not, not be able to unsee it, but he is having mm-hmm. a horrible Bruce Wayne Batman neck. He cannot turn oh. his head, and oh. that is it's real really bad.
2: It's conspicuous that he's always looking straight ahead.
1: Yeah, and there's a yeah. scene, especially in, in the, when, when the limp crowd is yelling, Kid Flash! He mm-hmm. turns and it's real bad, and but he turns to Barry and Barry's mask is half off. So there's some chinks yeah. in the armor in, the, in production and continuity, and I just want to go ahead and yeah. spell that out right now because Barry's mask was like tilted off, and his like nose was you know poking through his cheek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's hard. They got a lot of masks yeah. to maintain. Just, just yeah. that whole neck thing.
2: Yeah, it's tricky. When they got the mask that mm-hmm. goes over the chin that like that makes it real complicated. Um there's even a, there's a whole thing where you did, okay, this is you can't unsee it once you hear it. So, I'm sorry. I'm ruining part of the flash for you. Um mm-hmm. they use uh it's separate costumes for when he's got the 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 full mask on and then if you look there's a bunch that he frequently when he has the head off, right? Um he's got it like the, that it zips down from the the chin, which Obviously, when you see him wearing it on his face, there's no zipper there because it's actually different costumes. Um, but it's it's weird because it makes it look like there's a zipper or like a, a seam where on the full face mask there's not. And they just they have him actually change the entire costume whether he's covering his face or not because they have two two versions of the suit. Because uh, you know there's a lot of times where he's the Flash and he doesn't have the full mask on because he's he's hanging out in Star Labs. Um, but it's weird because then you see he's wearing a version of the suit that is clearly not. Can't be the same suit as the other one without it uh, detaches. So
1: yeah, flash costumes,
2: costumes—they're—they're they're hard. So also, you know, they have to make them really quick, right? And it's—it's it's Cisco. He's not like he's not an expert seamstress. Um, he's just that's 3D right. printing them or something. Oh come
1: on, that's um, that's just yeah. sexist, Tony. Well, I that was just, actually I...
0: one. To, have you, you guys have all seen Deadpool, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's like one of my favorite parts of Deadpool's when you see him continually modifying his suit. <laughs> and sewing so, it i really i really enjoy that sequence and i kind of wish we would see something like that in one of the cw shows mm-hmm. where you see somebody actually monkeying with their suit for a change i mean it's I it's their work it's their work uniform and their first line of defense why don't we ever see them taking care of it
1: yeah there's, there's a I lot that they more.
2: leave they leave they leave off off to the side when do these people go to their jobs how do they pay rent um, yeah yeah
0: well, at this point, I mean, Barry owns a big chunk of real estate, right? Because Star yeah. Labs was left to him. And
2: I was thinking about that. I mean, But how much is evil, that worth? Well, but remember, uh, the I, I don't even remember which version of him we call him anymore, but the season one, Harrison Wells, he owned a yeah. mansion, right?
0: Yeah. There were scenes that so, were in
2: a mansion, so presumably yeah. he liquidated that and that just turned that into loft money. Um,
0: yeah. Loft money, economics perhaps-
1: with Tony Sindelar. <laughs> Plus, yeah. we're
0: also we're also assuming that you know, I mean, Barry had to have gotten some sort of payout in life insurance when his mom died. Like, it's reasonable to assume that there was probably a big chunk there. Joe became the trustee of that, plus the Social Security payments Barry would have had every month from having a dead parent, and wow. uh, that ends up with compound interest.
2: <laughs> you know, I just I was just realizing how little actuarial science there was in my fantasy escapism. Uh, thanks for correcting that. <laughs> oh.
3: So, okay.
0: <laughs> this is where I get distracted. Oh, again on does social roller. security to still. <laughs> I think does, the show we need to see now is like real estate agents in in like Star City yeah. and Central City. Up, this neighborhood has only been impacted slightly by guerrilla invasion. It's up and coming. <laughs> does does
2: social security still work as an economic model when like a huge number of your population is taken out by supervillains every year? Like I don't yeah. I don't know what the economics. Of that
1: the, is. the more well, people, the I more people that die. Well, it was that nuke that went off, and it and it completely changed. Oh God, that's right. That's right. It changed the the whole structure. So everybody's getting getting more. Because of less people. So
0: wait a minute. If the nuke came out, did, why didn't any of Barry's actions change the, the whole nuke thing? Like, <laughs> oh, I, I'm come so on. confused now I about how this, works.
2: this- <laughs> I was amazed they didn't. So you, you, you uh, guys, you used the G word. So I think we should mention, uh, uh-huh. because we did get our nice, uh, where they, they make a list of the things that are going to happen in time, which is like a nice, here's what to look forward to in the next five episodes. Uh, and of mm-hmm. course, one of them was... Uh, Central City is recovering from a guerrilla attack, so I was real excited about that. Um, there was also the mention—I don't know if you—you uh, you caught it in the, the headlines that they were transcribing—of uh, Music Meister, a yeah. What is that villain? Uh, so Music Meister—he um, frequently—I—I'm I, trying to remember which versions I've seen him in. I've was he like playing an accordion or something ver- that puts uh, everybody? Well, he sleep. frequently does stuff that like uh, makes everybody like. I think kind of a Pied Piper kind of situation where people have to like, are compelled by music. But I believe that was the hint for the, uh, I, I, and I think you can get much more detailed information if you want uh, uh, out there about an upcoming musical episode since like 80% of the cast on Flash has has background being in musicals, uh, be it Glee or Rent or what have you. Oh my so there, gosh. So, so you're telling me we're going to
1: have the music Meister is going to have put everybody. He's to Oh, yes, geez. song yeah. and
2: dance. You're going to love it. Maybe, probably.
0: Yep. I'm, gonna I'm not going
1: to love it, but I'll be here. I mean, yeah, I don't you, know, man.
0: Um, I've, I've, Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin have have charm for days. I'm I'm willing yeah. to watch it.
2: A musical episode, a gorilla attack episode. Uh, I guess also a yep. Killer Frost episode. So those are those are what I you do got like coming? the Based idea. Of, headlines.
0: Yeah, I do like the idea of of, of Gorilla Grodd coming back. So. Yes, I'm, I'm now on Team Grodd.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I did know, hear that, something that... about a Black Flash. Oh, as in the kind of the,
2: the Death Flash.
1: Uh, yeah, and, you know, I was, you know, just the, in the, the beginnings, of course, they kind of revamped the intro for this back half of the season. But I remember seeing yeah, even the Jay stuff mm-hmm. where it was that skeleton face when he was getting kind of dissolved and crushed. And it really looked like Black Flash then so i'm kind of thinking we might see something but who knows
2: yeah so i don't i mean i feel like i was a little let down by this as a kind of o- an opener for the the i know we're not quite at the halfway point but roughly the halfway point uh in the season but there were some there were some little crumbs there that that piqued my interest uh i feel There's like the big thing was when stuff. We, yeah, when the episodes start, I was like, I don't actually really remember how things left off because I was, I guess, less invested. And it was like, oh, thank you. There's a recap that reminds me, like, who is dead and who has been captured and uh, what, what is the current state of sabotage Because it didn't stick with me. Um, so, I don't know. I'm excited for gorillas, I'm excited mm-hmm. for Musicweister. Um, yes. I'm excited for maybe time travel hijinks that don't work out quite right because time travel shouldn't be working out right otherwise you'll you always You shouldn't do it. be able
0: to forecast it so accurately Yeah,
2: and I feel no. like there should
0: be consequences for branching futures. I, I, yeah. I feel like there should be something where, like you can't you where someone's like Barry you can't have 16 branching futures because it breaks the timeline or like yeah. the speed force should come back in and smack him around a little bit because yeah. or, if Barry's supposed to be the keep keep if, if Barry's supposed to be the dude who the speed force is all yes you're our external avatar he's doing a terrible job of it right now <laughs> and he should be and he, he it's time for his employee review.
2: Yeah maybe at the at, toward the end of the season, the Speed Force shows up and has a nice little dream chat with him and reminds him, like, yeah, you saved Iris. You created 33 other universes that didn't exist where she dies now.
1: Thanks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, was, Barry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks! <laughs> but what she contributed! She used to work at a paper, and what now?
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I, it is, Maybe I Maybe in do all those feel... other
0: universes this is the ones where she actually has decent characterization. Oh, gotcha.
1: <laughs> Alright, that, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs>
2: It is. They have not. They have not done anything for that character, and it's. I, I think it is hard no. with the like. the The team Flash is so big now that I think, unfortunately, even characters that were kind of, things are getting fractured. I feel like Cisco has been just kind of a mess this season, where he's like he mm-hmm. has like a different personality each episode, and maybe some of it yeah. is like the actor isn't subtle enough, but like like this episode, like he's really mad at HR until he's not. It's just he seems like
1: <laughs> patience, it, like, that's Padawan.
2: He's really angry about Barry's uh, Barry not wanting to save his brother, and then he's not, and then he is upsetting. And it's just it's a little like schizophrenic, where he's just he's all over the place, and it and it's always kind of one note. Like Cisco is very something for like forty eight hours, and then he's not. Yeah, and it just he's like a
0: child, like a like a really simple minded child who can. But it feels
2: like like that's not part of his character. It just feels like that is how he's being depicted. Right, he is very something for an episode. Not Cisco as a mm-hmm. child bouncing all over the place, but, uh, like, we have written him differently this episode. Please don't worry too yeah. much about how it's very different from that episode. Um, because we need him to be angry at HR today so they can have a mm-hmm. talk. Um, yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, we've covered a lot of ground. Uh, yep. And we have, we're, we're not quite at the length of the episode. Are there other key things that we need to, to check in on?
0: No, I think we're actually really good. And uh, it's it's been an interesting experience doing this right after the show, as it were, instead of our customer, let's watch it two times and write down notes and still call it a flashcast somehow. So when you guys listen to this, uh, hit us up on Twitter and let us know whether you want the more immediate hit or whether you like it when we actually watch it a few times and uh, get all nerdy with it that way.
2: Yeah. Do you want do you want it right away or do you want it like super thoroughly digested? So,
0: (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and
2: then vomited back (laughs) up to you. thanks most
0: oh lord okay
1: so that but was my sure fault you. i i set that <laughs> okay, up so. you did i i, I hit them yeah, where yeah so and
0: and on that delicate note we are going to finish <laughs> i was lisa schmeiser and with me as always are tony Sindelar.
2: hi or goodbye yeah it's good, good night Let nerds come. yeah come <laughs> on tony <laughs> what are we doing here i'm over caffeinated and under pressure and everything is bad
0: yeah. Okay, why don't I circle back to you again. And Muzzle- <laughs> Phil- Philip Muzlac, welcome back, bud.
1: Hey, it was so nice to come back and talk Flash. Even though awesome. sometimes it's not as fun as we want it to be, we'll still find something good in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. All right. You want to try this again one more time, Tony?
1: Good night, nerds. <laughs> good
0: night.
3: <laughs> Everything's great.